What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Episode 154 is coming at you live on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, if you're watching this right now on YouTube, it's not the usual site. Mark is not in his usual site. He is here. He is in the garage with me. Our first ever episode out here in Tracy together, and we are ready to go. This week in comic books, plenty of books to get into, including the... uh, Last, an anticlimactic issue of Batman Catwoman and over in sports. Uh, hell, we have not much. Not much. We, we do a baseball check-in. We do an EPL check-in because that season's about to start. Fantasy football is almost here. And yes, who is going to raise that lobster in New Hampshire this weekend's race in NASCAR? All that and more on a special 154th episode of the Compookies Podcast. Come one, come all. Come join us. And as the music fades, welcome everyone back to the Common Boogies Podcast, episode 154. As always, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Tomorrow, Wednesday, July 13th, 2022 is New Comic Book Day, so head out to Treasure Island or your or your local comic book store and go get your books. Alex can get them to you any way you want them. You can walk in, he can mail them to you like he does to me every week, or you can actually park in the parking lot. And if you're scared to go inside, he can walk them out to you easy as pie but we are in the garage here in tracy california at my house uh mark brought his beautiful daughter here to play and uh, you know have some dinner kind of hang out kind of catch up and everything but he stayed and he is recording inside the studio with me i you know like i said before we started actually recording i got the shit end of the stick here with the uh, view with the amazon boxes and the uh you know the water heater so mark it's the premium view tonight mark what's up man glad to have you actually like i can see you right now physically see you this is crazy. And even though our audio is a little bit challenging, I'm going to try to not be as loud as I usually am, try to keep this reverb down a little bit. But man, this is wild. I mean, I brought my computer over. We were still debating, you know, we're having so much fun hanging out with the kids and everybody and just, uh, you know, we're just debating and thinking if we should record. And I said, man, I brought my stuff. Why not? And, you know, why am I going to go back home and then set back up at home and record when we've talked about doing it live for a while and trying it out and, you know, it's kind of a makeshift situation here because we kind of just put it together about, you know, 15, 20 minutes, set it up like we would remotely. And it's uh, obviously a little bit different when you do that. Uh, and um, but we're going to get something going here. We're going to talk a little bit of sports, although not too much on the landscape, you know, dog days of summer as we're vamp up, you know, college and and um, NFL and everything. But, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. NASCAR has been fun. Uh, baseball. Uh, and we'll see, dude. But how have you been? It's hot as hell out here. But, <laughs> yes, um, you know, it's it's uh, the, the garage. Uh, you, you got the little end of the stick. I got mine set up a little bit better. But it's going to be fun, man. We're going to deliver to the fans a nice little episode 154 and see and see what's up, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to to do something like this. And, uh, you know, so for anyone listening right now, either live or when you get your episode in the next couple of days, uh, apologies if there's any reverb, you know, this is kind of like a ghetto rigged episode 154. Um, we, I guess didn't learn our lesson just yet. You know, after episode 100, you know, we are definitely newbies when it came to the live game, but we really didn't give ourselves an opportunity to kind of advance in that aspect because once we did episode 100, we've done all of our, our episodes on Skype. So we didn't have to worry about that. So 
I mean, shoot, Mark, today's Amazon Prime Day. Should we, uh, after this episode, before midnight, go and get one of those mixers and see, see right. if there's a deal, you know? Right. And I think that's probably why. I think this is the first time we probably attempted it. One time it was at my house, 100. Now it's 154. And, you know, if, if, if I can make my way down here a couple more times, you know, during the month and whatnot, uh, maybe we can invest a little bit in, you know, in, into some you know, some product and, uh, <laughs> see, mm-hmm. and see where it can go. Cause I mean, it's fun. Just hopefully it cools down a little bit in the, in the latter part of the right. year here. Cause uh, it is hot, but that's what we'll probably do. We'll probably like, you know, do the whole Skype thing for the next few months. And then once we get to like what November, like in the middle of the football season, you know, we'll go ahead and, and, and try this thing out with a mixer and get the whole like, you know, uh, freaking the camera with the whole view of the studio and everything. So definitely that should be something that we should look forward to. But hope everyone is doing well. Hopefully everyone had a safe and wonderful Fourth of July weekend. Um, you know, it, it was fun. Uh, we went out to Manteca to one of our friend's houses, blew up some crap. Uh, had some good barbecue and pretty much that's pretty much it. It was one of those things where like once the sun went down, we started lighting some fireworks. The kids started to get, you know, like, a little bit tired. Then we just went home and had a nice couple of days off because I didn't really go back to work until Wednesday. So even after the fourth, we had I had another, you know, day and a half to just kind of chill. How was your fourth, bro? Oh, it was good, man. Um, you know, obviously not what I'm accustomed to. You know, I've talked to you obviously last episode. I was uh recording uh from another remote location and my situation now is a little bit up in the air, but it was fun, man. I didn't really do anything big at all. Um I was last year I was in Mexico for a wedding and this year, you know, I had some work to do and I was pretty busy during the day, so I didn't really, you know, get anything cracking really until the end of the day, but Man, it really, uh, where I was at, over there in East Palo Alto, it really, uh, they really put on a show, man. Um, those people over there are pretty crazy. And, uh, yeah, so it's just pretty fun that, you know, cops really aren't messing with you. Obviously, there's only a couple cities here in the Bay Area that you're allowed to do safe and sane fireworks, East Palo Alto not being one of them. Um, but man, the, the cops just driving right by the safe and sane one, just letting them do it with their kids and whatnot. So, you know, I respect that. You know, I respect um, the boys in blue just like keeping their nose out of like, you know, stuff that just really doesn't have any. It's not really going to do anything right. He's just stirring up, a, causing a stir and whatnot. So just right. uh, it was fun, man. Just the crazy illegals. But uh, it was fun, man. I mean, it's crazy because like, of course, they shouldn't do anything about the safe and sane ones because there's so many insane fireworks going on all across the Bay Area out here in the valley. You know, it, it's freaking crazy it's a good thing that we have those you know i think i said this two weeks ago you know because we recorded right before the fourth of july weekend and you know thank god i have those you know those white noise machines right the rain noise because like my kids there was a huge like uh finale uh, on the other side of my house like you saw those guys and just huge it sounded like a mini like fireworks show at at, you know the o.co right But, but they stayed asleep and um Worst part about it was we had a little bit of a cleanup out in the backyard from all the cardboard and all the crap from all the fireworks. But, you know, I threw it back over there in their backyard. So they get a nice little cleanup from me. So <laughs> that's like the only that's like the only bad thing that came out of the fourth. You know, it's like um, it's kind of cool to see all the different houses and stuff. You know, it's it, you know, if they go too late, of course, that's when I start to get, uh, you know, annoyed. And, you know, uh, luckily I don't have a dog that, you know, kind of, you know, shrivels up in the background in the corner and starts pissing itself, you know, and like can't stay, you know, go in the house and whatever. So, uh, you know, it's just me worrying about the kids, but they, but they did pretty well. So yeah, all in all it was a good fourth. 
Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, glad that everyone still has all their fingers. Uh, we haven't even mentioned yet, but before we get this episode started, first for one, Sean, obviously not here. You guys don't see him in the picture. He obviously couldn't make it all the way out to Tracy as we decided to do this uh, at live for us episode and still the same, I guess, for you guys in a way. But I want to dedicate this episode uh, to one of my best friends, uh, Peter. His dad passed away uh, like a week ago. So um, condolences to himself and his family. I know he's somewhat of a fan of the show and he listens and I grew up with the guy and uh, just want to, you know, kind of let him know that uh, I'm here for him and uh, whatever he needs. If he needs anything, shout out to his brother. And uh, yeah, so just uh, condolences to him and his family. I just want to dedicate uh, this special episode of 154 to you, Peter. So uh, let's get it cracking, I guess, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so let's start with comic books this week. So a- as we uh, start the episode, as we start the comic book section, let me go ahead and roll out some of the uh, books for this week. It is a light week for me. Uh, I don't know how many books you're getting this week, Mark, but I'm only getting three. Uh, I had to scroll down the website a lot to get to you know the first five, even DC books. So here we go. Wonder Woman 789, Superman Son of Kal-El 13, Batman Urban Legends 17, Batgirls number eight, and then one of the tie-ins to the current dark crisis uh event dark crisis worlds without justice leagues and it's a superman story specifically all over on the marvel side moon knight 13 the new story finally daredevil i'm excited for this one daredevil number one wolverine 23 fantastic four 45 and new mutants 27 uh image studios gives us undiscovered country i didn't write it down but i think it's 19 uh, Eight Billion Genies, number three, and Slumber, number five. Boom Studios gives us another Power Rangers, number 21, and AWA New Think, number two. So, Mark, um, a couple good stories. Uh, one of the ones that we've been reading for so many years now, the Batman Catwoman story finally came to an end. We can kind of get into that at the towards the end of the discussion. But I will say two stories that I talked about two weeks ago or, or three weeks ago. Uh, that were kind of on the verge of, you know, dropping the new story, Amazing Spider-Man. I was like, the first three issues, they weren't that good at all. But you know what? The fourth issue, it kind of pulled me back in. It kind of got me excited about the uh, the story again. And of course, the the most recent issue of The Flash, this new story arc of them trying to find Barry Allen, it actually kind of piqued my interest as well. So both of those two stories, I will say, kind of brought me back and I will no longer be dropping them for at least, uh, give it three months. So you agree with me on that one. Remember, I I debated with Sean on The Flash when he said that he just wasn't feeling. I said, ah, you know, I was feeling the same way also a little bit before. But actually now I kind of like I said, I kind of like it. So I'm I'm enjoying it. And um, Spider-Man, we just got five. I haven't read five yet. Have you? So you I know you haven't dipped into it either. So, man, um, I think it's going to be pretty decent um, with Marvel, you know, as we (laughs) like to say here. But we'll see. You know, I'm not ready to drop them yet. I obviously dropped Moon Knight, which I obviously would have been getting number 13 this week if I did not. Um, And I dropped, you know, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, kind of a even exchange, if you will, there. So. I'm excited, though. I'm excited to see how, you know, how far Marvel is going to actually, you know, push not just the Spider-Man, but the other two that I'm reading as well. What is it? The Liberty of Truthers. Uh, yeah, the they, they got the two coincide right now. And uh, 
I'm really enjoying those actually. So yeah, like I mentioned before, I gave up Moon Knight and I gave up um, Miles Morales so uh, to pull a couple other Spider, I mean uh, Marvel books. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, and then also Batman Superman World's Finest number four. I also read it's a pretty decent story to begin with. Of course, this is still the first, um, you know, arc of the story. So, uh, but the but how it's going, it's a lot of uh, magic and stuff. And of course, as everyone knows, magic is one of the things that uh, is really a um, uh, puts Superman at a disadvantage. You know, that's one of his weaknesses besides kryptonite is actual like real magic. So it's actually pretty cool to see them suffering. And uh, it's kind of just an off story, you know, like nothing really to do, because obviously in the current Justice League run right now, you have them actually not really there. They're actually kind of dead. So it's a pretty cool. Actually, anything else you read from, uh, you know, last week, two weeks ago? Yeah, I did. And, um, you know, I brought a couple here that I have in front of me to uh i mean did you read batman 89 yet i don't think you have because that just came out i read that one because it was gonna no be... no not yet i mean i knew that it wasn't gonna be you know pro- I, the story was all right it didn't obviously it didn't end exactly how i liked it but um liked it too but you know i like to read usually if i'm behind on some if i pick some up on the new week and it's like a story that i might not be as interested in i'll like read it first even though i got older books to read but that's what i did with this one um we got undiscovered country 19 coming out mike um i want to get into these couple books that i um i wanted to get into but let's talk about the ones that are coming out real quick i'm also having a very small week i don't see many here i see undiscovered country 19 i really want to see how that one going is brother how that one is gonna go brother um just because that destiny's man issue was pretty good and i think now we finally get answers and i think they're gonna you know snyder's gonna really kick this story into overdrive if you ask me so we'll see how that one goes but i mean I really don't have much. You're right. You know, um, probably I don't even see anything here really that I'm getting this week. So I might only be getting like one or two as well, brother. So if you yeah. have any, if you have anything that, you uh, want... I mean, from the last week of June, I have, uh, just a, a weird story. And, and, and I think it's a, it's a like four or five issue miniseries, but from dark horse comics, I grabbed the first issue of the lonesome hunters. Super weird. Super, super weird story about this this old this old guy, and you later find out that he's a lot older than you would think, and he was given um, a sword uh, when he was a kid, and he uses that, and it's kind of like a sword, kind of like like immortality, but he has it has been bestowed upon him to um, to protect like our Earth. And it's kind of it's kind of like religious. You know, kind of he uses that sword to slash down uh, the like the occult members you know of like you know uh maybe satan worshiping and and whatnot and so finally years and years and years later uh there's a girl uh in his apartment complex and as he gets home she has like this pendant or like this uh pocket watch that she stole from her uncle and uh and sure enough there's like these and and, and it's weird it's like these crows are flying around throughout the uh the the, uh issue i kind of went back a few pages i was like oh there's a crow on that page Oh, there's a crow on that page. And sure enough, one of the crows gets in the apartment complex and like perches itself on top of the uncle's head and like kind of speaks through him like, oh, you know, this is freaking Satan or whatever. But it's it's it looks so weird. And so, yeah. And so finally, and it just so happens to be in his apartment complex. And I think they know why, because kind of they know that the old man's there. And he finally he, he, he reaches into like a little pocketbook thing. It's really small. 
and he pulls out the long sword and that was like the last page of them getting ready to so i think we'll learn more about him and his past and everything in issue two but something like hell it's like five or six issues i'm like of course you know it it seemed interesting Mm -hmm. in in the uh you know in the preview of the story so yeah i'm down down to get it yeah definitely and that's something that uh uh that's something that the um supporter of this comic book podcast would actually probably be into too alex i know that he likes all that type of horror type stuff and whatnot so yeah it seems pretty crazy um i'm kind of trying to get back more uh indies um i didn't order minutes much stuff from previews because of my move and whatnot but i've been trying to get some and i picked up two of them recently that um i've read one of them a little bit newer i think one came out like two weeks ago i'm gonna get to that one last but the one i'm gonna get to first that is pretty good and spend a little bit of time on it is text that texas blood chris condon he's doing a great great job at one point i didn't know if this story was gonna come back but man it's just uh you know, it's one of those books. It's almost like a like, um, you know, a TK Tom King type of book where it's, you know, it's he, there's so many pages where they're telling the story, which is the pictures and whatnot. And uh, just, you know, the feeling that you get, it's like it's really easy for me personally to kind of like immerse myself into this book, you know, kind of just like put myself there. And, um, you know, I think it takes a little bit of time and maybe a couple years you know, of, of reading comics and different genres and different publishers and whatnot and just different writers and tip and, you know, an artist at that point to just really, you know, understand like how to like really immerse yourself into like books. Really, it's kind of like actors say, oh, they got so deep into that role. It's like they became them. And it's like certain books, they can really like kind of put you in that situation. Right. And like that Texas, that Texas blood, I when I picked up this cover, I don't know if you guys have seen it mike i showed you and sean i think when i picked it up because i thought it was good there's like a new killer in texas right and it's just like that mask and it's just it's just i just really like the way the story's been written i really like how they shifted you know from like basically the first chapter the first 12 to now going on to like you know this is uh issue 15 now that they're you know going on to their second chapter it's just uh the eeriness is still there. Basically, it, I feel like it's really getting better, you know, and there's not many books that I kind of always pick up the second time around. I feel like they have to really entice me to do so. And uh, congratulations, Mr. Condon, Mr. Jacob Phillips, because uh, it's been a great book so far. And I'm uh, really excited that I've been reading it. Uh, another one that I got, you haven't picked it up, is this one. It's it's like 1313 yes, Promethe? I'm not sure how to really how like, to say it. Like Prometheus? Prometheus? Kind of like Prometheus? Yeah, I mean, it's like end of the world, right? It's like apocalypse type. Yeah. So the lady in it, the protagonist, she's like about to go have an inter- She's about to like go get interviewed. And I think she like wrote a book on like she like saw things like she's like a dying vision and she like saw stuff and she wrote a book on it. And then they go to like, you know, kind of have her on like a huge like 60 minutes type thing. And then she just busts out like saying, no, I don't remember saying that. Or like, I don't remember having that vision. And she like switches up the whole story and like people are pissed off. And, you know, she basically like ends up getting abducted. And it's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's uh, it's fun. You know, it's uh, I didn't know it's it's not really my my type with the whole like alien abduction type. But I mean, I'm going to probably and sorry, it's by a blaze records. I need to give uh, blaze records. It's my blaze studios, a blaze publishing give record where records do um diggle martin bro 
1313 by Ablaze. Sorry uh, if you guys want to go pick it up. Uh, check it out. Uh, pretty decent. The one that I wanted to get to the most here is uh, Public Domain by Chip Zdarsky. Yes, it's the new writer for Batman. Um, you know, I just realized that I'm reading like three different books from Chip Zdarsky right now. New Burn, obviously Public Domain and Batman, but um, Public Domain, real good guys. Let me know if you guys have read it. Um, basically like a little rundown. Mike's not getting it, but I told him about it already. Pretty much is like a brother, uh, two brothers, and they're kind of like polar opposites, right? And the dad basically is like a, you know, Stan Lee type of, you know, Bill Kane, Bob Finger type of guy created like a, you know, a whole world, a whole like comic book world. And then basically like they got like sold off to like movie studios. And then the son's just really mad that basically, you know, his dad's getting, you know, his dad's basically getting the law, the short end of the shift, like, or sit, sorry, his dad is basically getting like the short end of the stick. Like Mike is over here in the studio with the boxes in the background. <laughs> But, um, yeah, the son's pissed off and the dad goes, you know, the dad's upset that none of the sons could go to the movie premiere. But I guess the sons have been doing these movie premieres and their whole life. And they're kind of just like not into it as much as the dad anymore, you know, but it's still the dad's world. But the dad's been getting gypped pretty much one of the big wigs over at the movie studios. You know, he's a you know, he's an asshole. And then he has basically like a, you know, an assistant and he treats the assistant like, you know, an asshole and just pretty much. The assistant meets the dad and uh, at the movie premiere and basically things just start to take off. So kind of kind of leave it at that. But pretty much the brothers find out that the dad still has ownership and rights. And I think it's going to get a little bit messy between the family and the media company and everything. And uh, it's a really, it's a pretty fun story. It's one of the funnest ones that I've read in a while. Indie wise that I'm like definitely going to pick up. I sent Mike the I sent Mike the. Uh, the meme of them of the squid games that do gotta pull this one but yeah it's uh issue one's out not sure when issue two's coming out if you guys uh checked it out if you guys liked it let let us know comments uh ships of darsky public domain sorry that was kind of long-winded but i was really excited to talk about that one tonight guys nice nice i mean shoot I, i'm usually i usually keep myself at two weeks behind um, so, you know, so, I mean, that's what June 29th. So of that week, I tried to get ahead as, as ahead as I could. But, um, but the, the one that I, the only one that I got out of that week, I still have detective action. You know, I still have what department of truth, Batman beyond the white Knight. Uh, I still have the series finale of seven secrets, Batman fortress. I still have all those ones to read, but the one that I needed to read first and I ended up reading it last night was the final issue of Batman Catwoman number 12. And that probably could have been my final book of that week. And I still probably wouldn't miss anything. So, I mean, uh, like what over two years of waiting, you know, a bunch of delays, a bunch of like, Oh, you know, we're getting, and this was pre like, you know, paper shortage, you know, like we were waiting for this for a long, long time. Mark, um, Batman Catwoman number 12, very anticlimactic, um, kind of, kind of writes itself. Like, of course, Catwoman gets away. Um, but you did find that the phantasm, she did, uh, kind of fake her own death, like clay faced help, uh, fake her death. So she's over on the beach with her at the very end. And, uh, yeah. So what did you think about it? It, it wasn't as good as I'd hoped it to be, especially coming from Tom King. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, I think once they had like that special, like year or annual type 
sorry, once they had like that special annual type issue, um, that was kind of like, you know, I just felt like a lot of answers were answered in that, you know, issue. I almost felt like it could have been like one of the last ones, but you know, it was all right. I just think that I'm kind of over it. I've been reading different Tom King stuff, like, you know, not, um, the, what's it called? Human Target. Human Target, which is coming back actually in September, I believe. They took that hiatus until the fall, but, um, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I was, you know, I was way more excited for it than, you know, the excitement that, you know, accumulated towards, you know, towards the end of it. So, you know, um, not bad, but would I, it would it be one of the first books I read again, like 10, 15 years from now, one of the first stories, definitely not, man. There's going to yeah. be those stories that you remember that you're really going to want to read again. Right. You know, right. I got, you know, I got a couple of the Joker stories been pretty good, although that one fell off at the end, but man, you know, just, uh, there'll be some good stuff. I just, uh, you know, Tom King probably has a lot going on these days. So, <laughs> right. I mean, and that's was, the thing too. And I was, I was excited, you know, the first half of the story, I was like, oh, this is a good, this is a good one, you know? And then we always complain, like every issue was seemed like at least six weeks in between issues. And we finally get that last one. We got that really good Christmas special edition one. That was like an extra issue to the mm. kind of like that universe, that story. And then I don't know, this kind of, kind of fell flat for me. You say it's about two years, huh, that it took. Yeah. Right. That I th- was. I think it was over two years because I think it was delayed almost a year. Like it was supposed to be like uh, December or like January 2020. And then we didn't get the first issue until December of 2020. And then, of course, now we're in July of 2022 and we finally get the last issue. So, yeah, I think it was like a two and a half year, you know, you know, two and a half years in the making. And it just kind of fell flat for me. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, we'll see. I think, yeah, I I I think Tom King will have another uh, hitter coming up here pretty soon. Of course, of course. I mean, he's doing the um, he's doing the uh, what's it called, the Batman, the Killing Time right now. So that one's pretty good right now. So you know, that's not bad. So uh, so going so so moving ahead, let's do um, anything you've been watching. I I know the one thing that I wanted to talk to you about was that I, I made sure that. Uh, I finished the Mayans last night because I know you were, you know, not Did only coming you? over. I finished the Mayans, so oh I, so God. I hope that you finish the Mayans. We have a new, uh, we have a new president of the Mayans <laughs> MC. You know, they pulled the kill switch, kill switch engage, engage. on on uh, on. So they ki- the they kicked him out, man. They freaking booted him. They chose war over peace, and <laughs> now uh, easy. Cause I thought, cause I remember when he was, you know, he reached out to Bishop and he thought, like, I need you, I need you. And then when he turns to Bishop, I thought he was going to make him the the president again, but he was like, I'm going to make you my VP. I was like, oh damn. So I kind of thought he was going to stay the VP and make him the mm-hmm. president, but nope. He was like, oh, you can be my, by my side as my VP. So he's going kinda, crazy, huh? And just in I, two years from pro, from what two two three years from prospect to uh, I mean, to president. All, I mean, all the shit that he did this this season. He went absolutely crazy this season. He killed Gabby. He killed the guy that he knew in prison because he knew that he was, you know, Dude, so how he's, crazy was that man? So a rat. And then the whole, and then like how cool was like, so we loved Coco for so many years and his story finally came to a unfortunate end. You know, he wasn't really a factor in the whole season and then they brought him back and halfway through, they send him to Oakland and then they pretty much kill him. I wonder that kind of feels like, that kind of feels like I don't know they they wanted to go in a different direction or they actually had maybe some like contract you know like issues maybe with the actor Coco like maybe like him 
per, like actually, and so they kind of wrote him out like that. They kind of made a decision to, you know, eh, like like you're you're done. So, uh, but creeper and they do and that and that happens, huh? You're saying that happens? That's you know that's. Because I mean, I almost felt like he was going to be done when Bo Beep, with uh, Mr. Bo Beep, was ha- was uh, dealing with him. Remember, um, in last in last season, you, when, right? I, you know, he was almost a goner last season, but he pulled through. And then you're right, you know, this season, he pretty much, you know, he was kind of like a non-factor really, and just, just that's right. it. You know, it's kind of hard to believe that, you know, his daughter and his girlfriend are going to be. Uh, going on in the story mm-hmm. you know i always said like why didn't they kill off like that one dude's character hank or you know that other guy um i forgot what his name was what, not um what's his name the Boo one that's Gilly? getting huh gilly or creeper the creeper the one that's getting caught up with the well i mean they, they like coco and, and hank were the two front seat you know kind of backup characters but they were in the front seat last year you know, with his whole relationship, like like him, Hank trying to get with nails, and all of a sudden yeah. she gets she gets pregnant by Angel. So so they really concentrated on Coco and Hank and their kind of their stories last year. To where this year it was Gilly with his old military buddies and the dad, you know, trying to kill himself and make his own freaking son take his life, and then Creeper getting involved with this chick. That kind of threw me for a loop. I really didn't realize. I thought it was gonna. I thought she was gonna get caught up, you know, with you know, with everything. With, with just her being a, like an addict and her kind of he, hearing or seeing something that she shouldn't have. Right. But I, I did not see that coming to where she was like a cop or a federal agent, like undercover. Mm-hmm. I did not see it coming. I didn't see that one coming either. Right. That, that one, that one did take me for a spin um, that, you know, you either do it like a, you either do it honorable or you're like, your family's either going to get $80,000 or oh. you're just they're going to get nothing. Man. Oh God. <laughs> He did not go out like he did not go out like no punk though. I'll tell you what, but yeah. man, I mean that whole season was pretty crazy. And then of course Galindo comes back, and then oh, and then uh, Adelita, and then oh. and then and then Adelita freaking comes oh, and slices the guy's yeah. uh, throat, and he's just your oh, sister. Like, your, like sister your sister has a your sister has a message. Okay, hold on, we're gonna pause real quick. Mike is attending to an issue right now. We will take a small intermission. All right, everyone. Sorry about that. I had to go into quick dad mode real quick. So we are back with episode 154. Um, but yeah, my daughter, she uh, had a quick, she had a spill on her scooter. So I had to go into, you know, into the, into that mode and, you know, clean her up and get her all set. Now she's, of course, back out playing at the same speed she was, you know, 10 minutes ago. So even faster. Right. So <laughs> with the power of editing, you didn't miss anything. So we're talking about, um, shoot, Mayans, right? So we're talking about Creeper and everything. Like I didn't expect you know, her to, uh, to do that. That was like the biggest, whoa, of the, of the season. Right. And now we have those questions, right? Like what's going to happen with Creeper going forward? What's going to happen with the war with the Suns? Cause, cause Tig came back, you know, from Suns. He said that, you know, like watch out cause Packer's brother is Packer's brother. That's the guy from meth mountain, right? The uh-huh. guy, who, the guy who lit Manny on fire. Is that the same actor who was the little Bo Peep? That was him, right? Oh yeah, it looked just like him. Yeah, it was yeah, the same I mean, act. That's what I was I, I, thinking. I think that's him, right? So, so now he's back in the picture for next season. A huge, that's a huge villain for them to to do that. Uh, sucks that they they killed villain. Manny. I love right. it. Uh, <laughs> right, um, but colliding uh, the world. But did Miguel kill um, Felipe? Did he kill him? 
We don't know. Mm, mm, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, probably not. Yeah. Probably. So I don't know. This 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 show is just so crazy. There ain't no telling. Like you know, who the hell would have thought that going in that he's you know and uh, did did they have the previews to the next season? Or they're not doing that anymore. I don't think no. they have. They don't have pre-recorded seasons like they did the first. Because I remember when season one ended, they were like, "Stay tuned for scenes from next season of the Mayans," right? Oh wow! And then yeah, they have. I don't think they've been like doing that. Or I didn't see it for this one, so I don't know. But it's just I, I don't know why I'm so into this like show for some reason. I didn't even watch Sons of Anarchy or nothing, so there's like no connection there. It's just started watching it. I don't know, like the whole. I don't know. California must watch. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely a must watch for sure for uh, for all of that. So uh, can't wait for the next season to start. Um, But yeah, the last thing I pretty much have to uh, to give news on or to kind of talk about for the comic book session is uh, we we haven't seen it. But uh, Thor, uh, you know, Love and Thunder. Um, I don't have numbers on how good they did. I think that it probably did well just because it's an MCU movie, just because it's Chris Hemsworth, you know, it's Thor, you know, but I heard that it's not good. I heard it's not a good movie. It's like, you know, it's on the verge of like Iron Man 3. Like it's one of the worst MCU movies uh, ever made. So I heard it was like they tried to be funny just ca- just like they did kind of like in Thor Ragnarok but it didn't hit like it didn't land right it, it became too gimmicky and i mean it, it's it's weird to think that that's what happened because how scary and creepy you know Christian Bale's uh villain character looked i was like really it didn't do that well huh so yeah it's pretty crazy but i mean i'll have to see for myself i'm 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 never one to go in with expectations based off of what other people say. I'm kind of basing off of expectations of what I've seen in the past. So I expect good things because Thor Ragnarok is definitely my favorite Thor movie. One of my favorite MCU movies. So, I mean, we'll see, man. When didn't Ragnarok come out? Like 16, mm, 15? Something like that. 17. Yeah. So how come, I don't know if it's just me or if it's something that's, you know, in the air, but how come I feel like ever since we got that Spider-Man movie and our beloved Batman movie, the Batman that we, you know, a lot of these movies just aren't living up to the hype, you know, Morbius, a Morbius, uh, actually, yeah, that one hasn't lived up to the hype. Um, Dr. Strange. I mean, you liked it. I liked uh, it, but it wasn't even my favorite Dr. Strange movie. Yeah. That's right? what I'm so, saying. Yeah. So yeah, you know what? You're right. So we'll, Definitely see. And then uh, with the TV shows, I can already tell I've only watched the first three episodes. But, you know, like Miss Marvel, I don't think as good as I don't think is as good as WandaVision, you know. So, I mean, we'll see. I think Miss Marvel got a bad um, I think hit some bad luck because it was coming out right at the same time as Obi-Wan Kenobi was. So I think everyone was kind of forgetting about uh, Miss Marvel and totally fixated like like every Wednesday when a new episode of something comes out, it's all Obi-Wan. Right. So I think. You know, I think that's some bad timing, but it's not a bad show. So, I mean, going forward, we'll see. So, uh, I mean, yeah. despite, you know, the ratings or whatnot, made some money, right? Obviously, number not. one in the box office. And I think that I saw, was it? I think that it was, I, I actually, I, man, I wish I would have had it because I saw the number, how much they said it the other day, how much money with, Thor grossing however much it grossed. I think I saw the number that they 
have made i think 26 billion or something marvel studios since wow. or disney since buying the marvel brand or whatever in 2008, 2008. i think the movies have like grossed them like 20 something billion worldwide i think so i mean despite wow. what you know top gun still hanging in there these are you know last weekend i'm getting these box office number here's for you guys thor minions came in second you know, and it's like not even a close second. It's like 46 million, right? Compared to 144 for Love and Thunder. Uh, Top Gun still hanging in there with 15 million and Elvis as well. Jurassic Park with eight. But I saw the Minions movie. Um, pretty good, man. Just I like the yeah. little baby grew and whatnot. And just uh, right. I don't know why I always like like those movies for some reason. They always do I a good them. job. So. I love Steve Carell as Gru. I love I love the minions. They're, yeah, they're they're so so funny. Um, actually, my daughter's gonna have a big uh, girls' day this weekend. Going to my mom and dad's house, and um, Danielle is taking Maddie and going with my mom and my sister. So the four girls are gonna go see the minions because my mom's a huge minions fan. That's and like who, one of her like 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 non Disney. That's like her favorite is the minions. And who would have thought they would have stuck? Right. It's like, you know, when that movie first came out years ago, I'm like, what the heck are these little like Cyclops looking little puppets? And I like, can't even understand <laughs> know, right? what the hell they're saying and whatnot. But it's fun, dude. I've I've liked a couple of these last uh, minion type movies that I've seen. So uh, not bad. Keep it yeah. up. Definitely, definitely. Um, and we so we were going to take an intermission, but we already did that <laughs> with my sister or my sister, my daughter biffing it. So let's go ahead and go straight into the sports. We, we don't have much to talk about this weekend. We can start with um, NASCAR. You know, we have I mean, shoot, Atlanta. You know what? Like, what can we say? It was going back and forth, back and forth. And sure enough, you know, we, we thought we were going to have what a first first of the season winner in, um, you know, Truex. We thought Corey LaJoy was going to get his first. Like, who would have thought Who would have thought that when we went back and said, you know, okay, how many more races do we have? And how many more potential winners do we have? And we still couldn't get to 17. Corey LaJoy was not on that list uh, to, to win. So, but unfortunately, he, he did not win. Um, he got caught up into a wreck at the, at the last lap. And uh, Chase Elliott takes his, I believe, third win of the season now, second or third. So, um, so he wins again and now we're off to New Hampshire, but Mark, anything to say about Atlanta or going into New Hampshire this weekend? Uh, I got one thing to say about Atlanta. I'll say that I was way more enjoyable than the first one for some reason. I don't know. Obviously they went back to the track a second time around, but the first Atlanta, what was it? Like the third or like fourth, fifth race of the year or something. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just like kind of, you know, I wasn't really enamored by the racing. I was like, why are they just creating another, you know, super speedway basically on a mile and a half? But I guess it was due to the fact that the drivers weren't used to driving on that new reconfiguration and pavement yet. Right. Because you go back now and it's just like, man, it was just fun to watch. Right. Because it's still hard to pass, in my opinion, over there. Um, but, man, just uh, you I feel like you have and it, it, you know, and I got to give kudos to NASCAR as well, because these cars are designed. This next gen car is designed a little, I mean, not a little, a lot more stronger. Um, you see these cars kind of bouncing off the wall, you know, and they can, they can get fixed and keep going. You know, you saw Joey Logano. He had like a pretty decent crash, you know, it, it was in stage two or something. And he was able to keep going. It wasn't until that bigger one at the end that took him out, but it's crazy how these composite bodies really, you know, you know, hold up in these accidents. Right. And I think that with Atlanta not being such of a high speed as, you know, the Talladega or Daytona is, I think that that, you know, is good 
to not let the cars get so messed up. So there's cars that obviously get in accidents that can keep going. And I think it made the racing great. We had a lot of comers and goers. Obviously, the guy that won the race obviously was kind of there all day. But man, mm-hmm. Corey LaJoy at the end, it's just, man, it was just great racing. Um, not really any, you know, issues with it. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed that race. You know, even though my driver did bad, it was still fun to watch, man. I just pretty right. crazy. Yeah. I mean, your driver, Logano and my Larson, like we got collected in that, in that wreck in the, in the same situation. But then like w- what you were saying, they're able to like, work all the kinks out and then at one point even after that crash larson's up to like 12th and logano's in the top 10 or whatever and then whatever happens happens after the fact you know but um yeah but you're right it's still it still makes for great racing even though it's weird because it it made for a really great race but i know the reconfiguration of atlanta uh since last year they narrowed the track by what bunch of feet like they, they, they they said the number and i was like what they shrunk the track by like what double digits i think of feet at least Something like that. So, but it was, but it was a really good race. Uh, going to New Hampshire, I know it's the flattest track on the circuit and it's just a kind of a, an oval. I know that this was the one that what Denny Hamlin or Kyle Bush was talking crap about last year because it was raining and they, and they didn't want to race it or whatever, like, oh. one, but, they, but they ended up getting it in and because, because Bush spun out like the first it was like couple in the laps. Sixth lap. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's this race this year. So what do you think about the? Before we, before I give my comments on Loudon, New Hampshire, real quick, I just want to say, uh, <laughs> what a sucky day for Alex Bowman last week. Probably mm-hmm. the nicest car on the track with uh, the static oh. superhero on the hood. Um, I know. And uh, poor guy got a DNF. I think he was the first car out of the race. So uh, that sucks to see the sponsor go out like that. But uh, thank you, um, you know, for you know the who was it? Uh, who sponsored it? Milestone, My, Milestone, Milestone Media. So they're they're like an off p- publisher of DC. Okay. So, yeah. I remember. Okay. Yeah. So so thank you, Milestone Media, for uh, you know doing that. I thought it was still cool to see that. So right. Um, Loudon, dude. We'll see. You're right. Uh, thank you for reminding me about that. Uh, Kyle Bush was pissed. Don't start the race. Did we race? Did we start it? <laughs> and yeah, he had no brakes. Just completely went out on like the sixth lap. Um, this is a new car again. Would uh, we just talked about the cars being stronger? Would have Bushes survived that crash over there in uh, last year? Probably not, because right. it was pretty hard. But um, nonetheless, dude, I think this is going to be a pretty fun race. Don't get me wrong. I mean, what I've seen from short tracks so far this year, what I've, uh, what I see that these cars are being capable of, and what I see um, these crew chiefs and what these drivers learning the car as the season progresses. Really, uh, I really think that Loudon is going to be kind of like a little bit faster Martinsville, obviously. And uh, with these cars, with them figuring out, like I said, I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, these guys just really have to figure out how to get these uh, that one single leg nut on. And, you know, NBC, know. And you know, and you know, NBC loves they were just waiting for Christopher Bell to lose that tire in that third stage. They were just waiting for it because they couldn't wait to show that graphic again. Right. That beautiful oh, the, the pin, dude. It's like it looks like, dude, they, I want to see that damn thing on like 4K, bro. Right. I mean, and it was weird, too, because Christopher, he was up there, too, like for a lot of the race, yeah. like, like you know, the, you had three, no Bush, but you had Martin Trix Jr., Denny Hamlin and Christopher Bell, three JGR drivers in the top five, you know, so but I do agree with you. That's going to be a good race this weekend. Um, do you might have a pick? Maybe have a pick for this weekend. Mm, you know, it's kind of hard to go one of the against these Chevy boys right now. Um, right. I think 
Laney's still looking for a win, but I think that right now, getting towards, you know, the dog days of summer, I'm looking at forward. They need to kind of step it up a little bit more. Um, I've been seeing these Chevys just run really good with a little bit of Toyota being sprinkled in there. Um, we saw Truex obviously have a pretty good day also in, um, um, in Atlanta. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. I think, uh, man, I, I, Chase is on a roll. Kind of, I don't like picking drivers to win races back to back, but man, he's kind of, he's kind of picking it up right now. Uh, I think Larson, um, he hasn't been as good as I thought he was going to be, especially coming off that championship season. But I think him being mm-hmm. in that Hendrick car, I think he can do pretty good, but don't count out like a Harvick there and like a Blaney that really wants to win. But man, that Chastain boy and just, uh, what I've been seeing out of the Chevys lately, it's kind of hard to go against them lately. Um, we'll see, obviously, in practice and qualifying and see, um, you know, how their cars stack up going into Sunday. But, um, you know, I really it's kind of hard to pinpoint it right now. I'd have to say just maybe a an Hendrick car, dude. For some right. reason, I'm just feeling a Hendrick car this week. Right. And then over the last couple of weeks, you know, we get the news that uh, Kyle Busch is definitely back in the 18 next year you know, for, for JGR. So they're gonna have to work on their sponsorships. And then they also, uh, announced today that, uh, that Reddick, that Reddick is leaving Richard Childress in 2024 and he's going to 2311. So we kind of are assuming at the, at the time right now that in two seasons, Kurt Busch will then be out of the 45. Uh, if not, then, you know, then he'll be going into what his you know, third decade of, of, of racing yeah. and he'll be, um, yeah. you know, he'll be going well. And then we'll also see a, a three car team or probably he'll probably be out and he'll probably stick to a two car team. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, I don't see, I don't see 2311 racing becoming a three car operation unless it's probably for like Denny Hamlin. Um, right. but you never, I mean, yeah, I mean, nah, I don't see, you know, you I would have thought that maybe Hamlin would have left uh, Gibbs to drive car, you know, owner driver like a Kozlowski is doing. And I thought, you know, that could have been a possibility. And then, you know, maybe Reddit could have gone into his car or something. Right. So with with this switch kind of being like that, it's kind of, you know, kind of shakes things up a little bit. But, you know. I doubt Bubba Wallace is the one that's going to be leaving. I'm pretty sure, you know, just because of his age, it most likely will be Kurt Busch. But, you know, like he's mentioned earlier, uh, you know, Joe Joe Gibbs' grandson, Ty Gibbs, is sitting in the wings just waiting, uh, you know, get that cup car. And, like, it just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's perfect, really, because, you know, one more year, you know, they give uh, Truex announces that he's coming back for that one next year. We obviously know that Gibbs won't be replacing, you know, Hamlin. So with Gibbs, you know, I think they're going to give Gibbs one more year in Xfinity and probably Truex will race next year and probably announce that he's gone. And we'll probably see Gibbs in that car for 2024 with a young lineup there with Bubba Wallace in the 23. You'll have Reddick in the 45. You'll have Gibbs in the 19. You know, and then Bell. a couple of, in Bell in the 20 with a couple veterans, the two veterans there. And, uh, you know, at that point, you yeah. probably got to call Bell and, and Bubba kind of veterans. Also, they've been doing this for a while. So um, yeah. we'll see, man. Uh, the silly season's going to be coming up here in about November, no, December. So 
We'll see, but I always like the mix-ups in uh, NASCAR, as long as it's not my driver, because it kind of sucks having to buy new gear. So I'm glad that Logano's exactly. been with Penske, and you know Penske's been loyal and uh, uh, shot out the hat that I'm wearing and Shell Pens oil, and that they've been loyal, and you know I haven't had to switch my driver since 2015. So uh, wow. yeah, we'll see how Loudon goes. I'm excited, man. Yeah, I mean. So going from NASCAR, we I mean we have what fantasy football. I just got the email what last week or two weeks ago that you know our league's been renewed. I'm happy to say that you know it's my last year in fantasy football, so I, I uh, plan to enjoy it. I plan to hopefully win a ch- uh, one more championship. Um, but let's do uh, let's do the EPL. So they're doing like their preseason tour. They're almost getting ready to uh, to get back at it. So what do you think? Like you know, like what do you think of your got your, about your Reds? What do you think about you know their chances this year? Is it going to be another like oh oh you know either Chelsea or Man City? You know they're going for the EPL, but they can't. You know, is it going to be another season like what we've been seeing the last couple of years, to where it's not Liverpool winning the EPL, but it's like you know. Man City or Chelsea, but then of course they also don't win the Champions League, right? So it's kind of weird. I mean, you're right. As long as the, uh, <laughs> as long as Man City stays away from that Champions League title, I guess I'm happy. But no, nah, man, they got obviously they picked up Holland. Uh, I don't even how do you say Holland from uh, from Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he wanted to play there. His dad playing there back in the day. So, you know, kind of want to keep tradition for playing for the baby blues out there. Um, you know, what can I say about my Liverpool? Obviously, they lost today to your Red Devils. Um, Liverpool in their night. They come out, you know, flaunting some nice new away kits with their whites, but uh, definitely got pounded. So that's good for Liverpool. I mean, that's sorry. That's good for Manchester United for you, Mike, because uh you know, yeah, kind of get kind of get that new era on the right foot from your new coach and whatnot with uh, That's true. Pogba leaving and whatnot. But, yeah. you know, we'll I, mean, I, mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I have learned to have zero expectations going into the season over the past couple of seasons. So, I mean, we'll see what we can expect in the EPL. Um, I mean, yeah. it, you, you look at these odds here and it's just kind of like astonishing to me, man. It's just a. Uh, they call it the big six, but it has like the EPL came down to like the big two because, I mean, obviously you don't know what's going to happen the whole, you know, season. And we get in, you know, you know, obviously with the relegation and whatnot, you get new teams in, new teams out. But Manchester City minus 175 to win the title, Mike. Jeez. Liverpool about two and a half, you know, two to one, three to one in that range. The next closest you're looking at Tottenham. And Chelsea at 14 to 1. 14 to 1. That's the biggest Holy crap. Dude, I mean, you go from like a basically 3 to 1 to 14 to 1. That's like a huge spread there, man. Manchester United would be next at 28 to 1. I mean, <laughs> these numbers here just uh, don't become like, you know, don't become like those other leagues, right? I don't want it to be like Ligue or like City. I like, you know, Juventus wins the championship, right. you know, yeah, tro- like nine years there. straight, you know, PSG every year. It's just, uh, I like the parody in the English Premier League. And that's what draws myself and a lot of other, you know, soccer lovers around the world to it. Plus the talent that they get on those rich, you know, English teams. But, um, man, it's looking like a two horse race <laughs> this year again, man, in Manchester City and Liverpool. So we'll see. We know, we know that. Obviously, we saw what happened with uh, Leicester City that one year, so ain't no mm-hmm. telling. You know? That's true. 
That's true. So going from the pitch to the baseball to pitchers in the baseball field. So uh, to round out the sports and to round out the podcast tonight, uh, we're going to do a little check in on Major League Baseball, just on the standings, um, you know, where we stand, what we at. We're at about 86 games into the season. So we're a little over halfway. The All-Star game, I believe, is next weekend or in or at least in a couple weeks. Um, so. Let's see. So we're looking at uh, the Boston. I, I know the last time we ch- did a check in, the Boston Red Sox were doing a lot better. They're still 15 games out of the East. New York, um, you know, they only have 25 losses, which is pretty freaking crazy. 14 and a half games up on the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, the Central looks like it's all up for grabs. Um, the first top three teams are all within five and a half games of each other. The Twins sit atop the Guardians. Sorry, Guardians. And the White Sox. <laughs> you know, four and five and a half games. Uh, dude, that seems like the only division in the AL that is actually an actual race. You sitting here in the West with the Houston Astros up 12 games on the Seattle Mayor, 12 games, 12 games designed in the all-star break. How pathetic your lowly A's have as almost as many wins as the Yankees have losses, 29 and 59. That's amazing. Amazing. I haven't seen the A's down at the bottom of the West. I think this is the first time. They're like the, they're like the worst in the league. Yeah. Oh, are they? 330 is their winning percentage, and nobody has a worse winning percentage. So A's. Wow. Worst record in the league. It's finally come. It's finally came to that. They're 11 and 31 at home. No wonder I don't go to a game. (laughs) You or anybody else, brother. Right. Okay, exactly. And there's 3,000 people who show up every damn day. But uh, moving on to the NL, uh, the Mets. What about the other team real quick in the NL that's right across the bay? You know, they came out swinging for the fences last season in that first year. Obviously, you know, that's why you can't always get too excited what you see. But we obviously know that the Dodgers and the Padres obviously, you know, uh, you know, got stronger as well. But the Giants, man, sitting thir- Sean's Giants sitting 13 games behind now, the Dodgers here. Now, and, uh, I, will say, I will say they were always within a few games in the first few months of the season of the Dodgers and the Padres. And they just recently went on like a. I'm going to throw numbers out there that I don't really know are true, so don't quote me on this. We're not fact-checking here, but I think they lost like 15 of 18 or something like that. They're they're currently right now 3-7 and seven over their last 10. They're currently on a four, right? So they're 3-7. and seven. Um, Yeah, but they're 21. They're sitting 500 at home, above 500 on uh, on the road, so not a very good home record in the Dodgers. Just 12 and a half games. They are who we thought they were, but we thought that at least the Giants would give them a better, you know, uh, a, a, a better fight, but not and, happening. And it's tough because you want to talk about, you know, even the Padres have lost ground in their last 10 going four for six, only one game better than the Giants. But you look at the Dodgers, man, they're nine for one in their last 10. I mean, right. what a way to wait a way to extend your ground on, you know, on the West there in the NL, man. So I know you were about to mention the, the Mets, man. They did pretty good. They've picked up some guys. So that's been working out for them as well, even though the Braves are breathing. Braves down are there. right there. Braves are right there, man. Getting our man Olsen, which your mm-hmm. uh, son is, uh, your son is wearing his jersey, <laughs> yeah, his Olsen A's jersey. The A's jersey, the throwback. Right, but... Sporting the throwback today. He's, he's not even two years old and he's already sporting throwbacks. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, the Phillies are kind of there. I mean, the Phillies only, they're four games above 500, sitting eight games out of the East. Um, and then it looks like a two dog race there in the Central with the Brewers, a game and a half over the Cardinals. Um, I mean, you know, you know who I like to see, honestly, who I actually I enjoy, you know, the history. Um, uh, I like the park and like, you know, I just like the city in general, kind of. And I'd like to see him do good. It's the Seattle Mariners, man. They've right. been 
they've been doing better these last couple of years, Mike. You know, they're right now they're four, you know, they're about 500, 45 and 42, but you know, they're 12, they're second place, but they're 12 games behind the Astros, man. It just, it, uh, it pains me to see just how good the Astros have become. But I mean, shout out to them. That's how you turn your organization around from being the bottom of the barrel, like the A's are right now in the league. And you turn it around and here you are again with like what? The second best, third best record in the league, I think, here, tied, you know, tied with the Dodgers and whatnot. So, man, shout out to them, I guess. But I'd like to see Seattle, you know, at least Seattle can get into the playoffs. That'd be cool. But it looks like it's going to be kind of tough unless they can get like a couple more games above 500 because being 500 won't cut it. So kind of going off what you were saying and how the Padres kind of lost some ground, you know, they were four and six. Look at the Mariners. They're on an eight-game winning streak right now, nine and one over their last ten. But they can't gain any ground because there's Houston eight and two over their last ten. They gained <laughs> one game over the last ten, right? The Houston Astros, they're just, they're doing something right. They only have twelve losses at at home. You know, they're at they're because because right there, look at it, look at their differential. It's so much more than everybody else. A plus one hundred two, and the next best is plus twenty two. You're not going to you're you're not going to win a division right <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my god. Right. So like where everyone else is sitting, you would see like, okay, the Dodgers obviously plus 150. And then, you know, that's where the Padres sit, right? Plus 39, plus 30 for the Giants. That's why they're seven and 12 and a half games out, right? Same thing with the Central. Brewers plus 32, even though the St. Louis Cardinals are plus 58, right? So the, the people in the green are right there, right? And of course, the Nationals, they're 28 games under 500. Look at that. Minus 142. Go freaking figure, right? So, I mean, I mean, right now, no one can tell me that it's not that it's going to be the the Yankees and the the Dodgers, and that's what it looks like. Maybe the Astros throw the Astros hat in there and the Mets as a as maybe the third and fourth team, but maybe those four teams, maybe the Braves, you know, Twins, no, no one else in the AL East. Look at the Pirates differential; they they're two worse for that minus 142, but they're still sitting third in the Central, ten and a half back. That's pretty crazy, you know. Right. Um, they either lose real big or they win, right? So this or they is win the that's, close games, right? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what that's telling me. But I mean, all these teams. Obviously, you said the deadline's coming up, Mike. These teams, yep. uh, especially. I mean, I don't know if the Yankees really got to do much. Man, that's crazy. They're putting a whooping on it, right? Man, they're good. And, this and they year. still will. Yeah, they still will pick somebody up. Watch a team that I'm very disappointed out in getting some of our players is obviously Toronto Blue Jays. With Vladdy Jr. there, come on, 16 games behind. We know the division you're in. Shout out to Tampa to holding it down in second place in that division. It's still 14 and a half back. That just goes to tell you how good the Yankees are this year. So shout out to the Bronx Bombers, I guess, uh, just uh, killing it this season. It's, uh, could, could be looking at what we, we could be down the path of what the what the TV networks are going to, you know, have a wet dream over. Right. Michael? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. So especially the year when the, the Dodgers uh, have the all star game coming up here at Chavez Ravine in a couple in a week or so mm-hmm. so exactly um, it's 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 the network stream for sure i'd so, like to see the padres do good too you know just because of yeah. our uh old manager there and um well, and then also so. and then also because if you're if you're an la hater 
you know, then, you know, they can beat LA and then for us, Californian, California fans, I don't really like the Dodgers. So I'd like, I'd like to see them lose. And then I also don't, I'm not a Giants fan. So I like to see them lose. So if it's not going to be the A's hell, if it's not going to be the angels, Hey, might as well be the Padres. Padres are my <laughs> second favorite team in this California. Right. <laughs> might as well. I know. <laughs> so. Right. I never had anything against the Padres. Any, anyway. I remember uh, when they first, Tony built- Gwynn, come on now. They, they had, they had to, had to lose against the Yankees in the world series. That was a good world series. It was one of the first ones. I actually like sat down and watched and like actually kind of started to learn the game of baseball. My dad was in the late nineties, uh, Yankees versus, uh, Padres. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when they first built Beckco park, I was down there in San Diego and I remember uh, I was just like cruising around downtown and I just ended up like running right into it. And I was like, Oh damn. It's like back then it's like, you know, the, the it was like the new parks being built and whatnot. And I was like, this is like the newest one right now. And it was Pretty cool to see. It's just uh, still waiting on our A's to get there. So uh, I guess exactly. we're looking into, you know, some conversation. There. Yeah, that's it. It's, <laughs> that's how we're going to end the podcast, right? So, okay, dude. Well, that's it for uh, episode 154. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, I mean, I can pretty much – this is a, a like a, a – what would you say? A trademark or a hallmark or what's that word? It's like – you know, pin this into the storybook of the comic bookies podcast is the first time that since episode 100, me and you are in the same room. Um, sorry, we apologize. If at any point you, you know, heard any kind of reverb you know, reverb from our, from our microphones, but we will kind of get a mixer once we start to do this on a more consistent basis. Uh, but Mark, I had a good time. Send us away, man. I did. I did. And, you know, besides the fact of it being like a hundred degrees in the garage, but it wasn't too bad. You know, I'm wearing a hat. So it's my fault for that because I'm wearing a hat. But I'll tell you that. <laughs> Best a rhyme for the comic bookie fans <laughs> right Dr. now. Seuss but stuff. thank you, guys. Uh, we love you. It's been great. 154. I, I am here live with Mike. This is really, really fun. I just wish we could do this like every week. Unfortunately, our lives, if we would have started this like 10 years ago and we had those season tickets to the A's and whatnot, we would have been mm. doing this every week. But life's change and people grow and families come along. And uh, here we are. We we did it, though. We got a chance. We set up real quick. We dealt with some reverberation. Hopefully it's not that bad. And, uh, you know, hopefully people enjoy this episode. Anyone sees it live. We uh we invite you to just actually see a cool little, you know, setup. Mike got back here and uh, besides his boxes, uh, it is what it is. But thank you. I hope everybody had a safe Fourth uh, of July out here in America to all our worldwide listeners. We know inflation is getting bad all over the globe. We just want to let you guys know that everyone's dealing it, dealing with it. You know, we're, we're thinking about everybody all over the world. Just one thing that I got to let you know, this podcast is free every single week for you guys to listen to. So uh, make sure you share it. Uh, give it a thumbs up. Give it some five stars reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to. Make sure you always check us out on all social medias, you know, comic bookies on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, what have you. And if you want to write us an email, if you want to get on, if you want to get interviewed, if you're writing some books, if you're an artist, if you'd like to draw, if you just want to get your name out there, we're likely we're lucky to have you on and talk to you. So, uh, you know, the comic, you know. Uh, the comic bookies at gmail.com if you want to email us but yes great times here it's been real fun uh we're getting into these dog days of summer uh you know and uh let's just be safe out there and just uh have a good time so thank you comic bookie fans we love you and uh appreciate it being 154 man Yes, sir. And 154 is brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. So tomorrow, uh, Friday or Saturday, go check out the shop. Go uh, visit Alex and get you all your books. Um, But uh, 
to Tom kind of King, Tom King's interacting these days with with a I know, Treasure I Island. It. I, I like saw it. that on Twitter. That's pretty awesome. So, um, also to build off what Mark said about the uh, the um, you know social media and the email, please reach out to us. I just got about 500 of these different Marvel, these different cool meme stickers and the office stickers. So if you like stickers for all of your different like notebooks or your like, you know, your Hydroflax tumblers, please reach out, reach out to us. I didn't give away as many as I thought I would at work. So I have about uh, 450 left. So if you oh, want man. some, give me your address and I'll mail them to you. I'll mail you a big, nice fat stack of them. Just tell me what kind of you know, characters or memes that you like, and I'll put them in there and I'll mail it to you. Um, but just to close out the episode, I don't think we got any new countries, but just to round out the last 10 episodes, the top five in America, we have Boston, Massachusetts. We have, of course, the San Francisco Bay Area. We have, oh, what was it? Oh, it was Great Falls, Montana. It was West Virginia, and it was New York. So again, all across the United States, thank you so much for downloading. Thank you so much for the support, all the likes and shares. This is Mike. He is Mark. He is in the garage, and hopefully he'll, we can do this very, very soon. Sean should be back in a week or two. So enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy the hell out of each other. See you on 155. Peace. Peace and always enjoy each other. And gas prices have been coming down for the last 28 days straight in America. So hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel and deflation starts. So we love you guys. It's 154. Thank you. Peace. Peace.